everyone, it's me, Dan, from the Dan and Rob Show, and today is October the 19th, 2018, and today we are talking about potty training, tantrums, and timeouts, and I got to chat with an awesome dad, um, his name is Jason Hoover, and um, we got to talk about a couple of things tonight. And um, here's the interview I did with him. So check it out. Uh, my name's Jason. I run PixelParenting.com. You can find us on Instagram as PixelParenting. Um, glad to join the podcast today. We'll talk a little bit about timeouts and where I come from. How are you doing, Dan? I'm doing good. Um, just, you know, just hanging out and stuff. Tell me um, about yourself. Um, about being a dad? Uh, well, I've been a stay-at-home dad now for almost a year. It'll be a year here in November. Um, that was a decision I made with my wife um, once our second child came along. Um, that would be better for me to be at home. I come from a child care background, so for about 15 years, I worked in various daycares, um, starting at the bottom, and by the end, I was directing daycares. Um, so my kids would come with me, which it was nice to have them there, but I wouldn't see them as much as I would like to because I was the director. So we made a decision that I would I would stay home um, with my background. With children, uh, I was the logical choice, and so I've been doing that for a year. Started up uh, my blog at pixelparenting.com, and I've been working through that. It helps me to you know, find some answers and get to meet great people like you. Oh, thanks. I, it was nice to have you on. Um, so, was it like when, like, did you know when you wanted to do um, working at a daycare, or um, was that like one of your hobbies? Um, well, I, I come from um, a, a pretty not great family, and I have two young sisters, um, so I kind of took care of them through our younger years. Um, so when I came out of college, I had a bachelor's in English, which is basically useless. Um, so that drove me into starting to apply for jobs I could get. And one of them was TSS work, uh, which is therapeutic staff support. Uh, so I would work with kind of the most behaviorally challenged children in the school, uh, hang out with them on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And from there, um, I got to realize that the age group I kind of really liked was the preschool age into kindergarten. Uh, so I started working with those kids in a school setting. I uh, went from there to uh, working in a kindergarten. I uh, went from there to get a few um, credits so I could uh, start to run the daycares that I was in. Um, that's what led me to where I am now. That's awesome. Are you still doing it or no? Um, no, I kind of stay away from it. Um, I've had a few people offer to let me babysit their children, but I'm trying to focus most of my time um, not only helping other parents on the blog, but just with my two kids at home because I think they, they really do deserve it. The timeouts issue. Um, so what is like? what do you do for your kids if they're going through um, in like a behavior or a, um, being... Yeah, sure. I mean, when you mentioned um, time out, I know it's a big you know, hot button issue kind of because now there are time ins because we don't want kids to feel left out. 
working in childcare, we obviously use time out a lot with that number of kids and there you know, are behavioral issues that you can't always deal with on a one-on-one basis. Um, in my house, uh, we do use time out. Uh, we'll sit for four or five minutes. Uh, my son that is four will sit for four minutes if, if, if something, uh, he's broken a rule of the house. I think the thing to look for if you're looking for a discipline system in your own household is what you're really trying to accomplish. You can be trying to accomplish just getting children that listen to you in your house. Uh, You can be trying to accomplish getting kids that listen anywhere. Uh, Or you can simply be trying to get a few lessons across. And I I think it's important to think about that before you start any discipline system. I think timeout works. Um, I I, I like using it because it's simple. Kids understand it. I don't think it hurts them as much as other people would have you believe by having to sit out for a little while. Yeah. But like I said, it all it all depends on what you're trying to accomplish with it. I mean, I never heard of time ins. So that was never the, heard of time in. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is that? And then somebody told me it was something like you just sit next to a child and you talk about your talk about your so I go into a therapy, I feel, feel like, but, um, yeah, yeah. Time, time in is kind of the new, uh, the new thing to kind of make your child feel a little bit better. Um, my issue with time in is that eventually that child has to deal with those emotions without you by them side. And I would rather have them deal with it in my own household without me near where I can observe and figure it out than have to do it, you know, in first grade or in kindergarten, um, when they've never done it without me. Do you do it if you're out in out and about? Um, absolutely. I've used it there. Um, and I think I think the main thing is you could pick time in and it can work just as effectively as time out. Um, you can use a reward system. You could use a chart. Um, I've seen people use, you know, I've used them in daycares where there's a behavior chart and you move from green for a good day, yellow for an okay day, all the way down to red where you had a bad day. All those things can work, but the key is to be consistent with them. The problem parents run into is they're looking for a surefire, you know, tool that's going to fix it tomorrow. And if little Johnny has been melting down, you know, for four months, one time out isn't going to do it. So timeouts can become easy, but it takes a long time to do it. Um, what's been construed as, you know, timeout became more and more popular is all I have to do is tell my kid, go to a timeout chair, you know, that I bought from Etsy and has a cute thing on it. And you sit there for four minutes and when you come back, everything's solved, right? Yeah. And then sometimes they run further away and they don't want to be sat at that little spot in the corner. Yeah, and, and, and parent, parents want to focus on this you know, small child listening to every single direction they're giving them at this time out thing, but there hasn't been a focus on that, you know, the entire time within the household. Um, the way you start time out is by giving, you know, clear, concise directions throughout the day. So if a child does break a rule, they absolutely know they broke it. So a lot of parents try and start time out, you know, on some random Tuesday and their kids never heard of it before and they can't understand what's going on. You know, when that happens, you know, for the first couple of times, it's okay to sit beside them, let them know what's going on, you know, walk them back to time out multiple times. Um, I've seen too many parents, you know, say he won't stay in that corner. Um, 
there's no reason for him to. If, he, if he's if he's wandering a little further away, he's just trying to get your attention. Yeah. The biggest thing ki- kids want to do is push boundaries. And the reason they want to do that is because that's what they're built to do. Like, if you were dropped off in some alien culture and you had no idea what the rules were, you would have to go to the edge of breaking the rules before you could figure it out. Yeah. So kids in a household, and especially in new situations, you take them out to eat. You know, you take them to a friend's house. They don't know what the rules are there. Um, no. They can't ask you. They can't, they can't get a written list. So what they do is they go as far as they can you know, with what they enjoy until they break a rule and figure out, oh, okay, I can go that far. So, like, what would you say for somebody that was having it, uh, like a parent had, having the issue trying to get their kid in timeout, what would you say to them? Uh, if they were using timeout as, as a tool um, for discipline and for their house, um, there are some rules on my website you, you can download for the parents, but we can, we can go over some stuff. And what they do is you want to walk that kid to timeout, get down to their eye level, which is super, super helpful. That alone can just make them feel like you're hearing them. Um, once you're down to their eye level, you explain exactly what they did. You know, little Johnny, you threw a block, so you're going to timeout for three minutes. Um, after that conversation happens, you take them to where the timeout area is, uh, let them sit down and walk away. If they get up to leave, um, you, you turn around, walk back, walk them back by their hand again, explain it one more time, um, sit them down, and, you know, eye contact again, little Johnny threw a block, you're going to sit here for three minutes and time out. After that, that parent should be done talking until this timeout is over. Um, if they have to do some walking back, um, I've had parents complain because, you know, little Johnny's just going to go play. Yeah. I just let kids kids play, you know. If they're if they're he's gonna walk away and play, just you know, wait it out and, and walk them back. Um as long as you're not engaging the child in more conversation or more attention or escalating attention. Um once parents, you know, start getting their buttons pushed and kids realize they're pushing those buttons, um, you know, you have a full scale war on your hand. Um, but if you stay calm, you can keep them calm. Um and you can, I mean, you might have to walk them back for a half hour the first time, an hour the first time. I, you know, you never know. Uh, but once they get in their system that these are the rules and this is what's in place, kids love structure. And they will thrive on that eventually. But it is not in any way, you know, a get-rich-quick scheme or a, you know, get disciplined now. It does take practice and it does take learning on both, and it does take learning on both sides. Have you, um, dealed with, um tantrums at your daycare oh in, in, in the daycare field definitely um i told always told people in my field it, you know if the child is not a, a danger to themselves or others uh you want to let that behavior play out and then talk about it when it's done um talking through a tantrum is just you know putting fuel on a fire so now, there are a fair number of physical kids out there and where that comes from, then obviously the last thing a parent wants to do is is get physical back with a child. Um, Like I said, walking by the hand is is a fine thing to do. Carrying a child is still allowed and you are, you know, you're still the parent and you you take it to a a safe place. And and, uh, what I always tell people is just turn your back on the tantrum, let it play out as long as they're not, you know, a harm to themselves, to others, or to property. You know, there's no harm in yelling and screaming. Yeah. So there was another one I had, but um, this one is besides 
timeout um, about the potty training. Is that different than you do in your when you worked at the daycare? Um, it's a lot different because they're my my children, and I'm with them in a lot you know longer stretch of time. Um, potty training is not something um, I love doing or I excel at. Yeah. My, 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 my best tips for potty training are to try and knock it out as soon as possible. Uh, when we potty trained my boy, you know, we took a holiday weekend that we had three days free and we took him to the bathroom every 10 minutes on a timer. Um, once again, these, these, you know, kids crave structure and, and until they can figure out, you know, what they're going to do. Um, it's too hard, you know, for them to understand that they need to go potty. Yeah. So a, a, a 10 minute clock, uh, seems insane. And it does stink, you know. We spent a whole holiday weekend in the house just putting a crying child on the toilet. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, by the end of the weekend, we figured out we could sit in this toilet and we could pee in this toilet. It wasn't solved by the weekend, but yeah. at least we had gained enough ground that it felt worth, or worth it. Was it way different when you worked at the daycare? Um, there, we kind of didn't have to deal with the training part unless someone came in and said they were training and it was kind of the same thing, but it was on a bigger scale. We would wait, you know, 30 minutes to, to take a child to the bathroom. Um, but obviously in that situation, when you have 20 children under your care, uh, children still had to wear diapers until they were fully potty trained because we couldn't deal with accidents and deal with 19 other children. Well, that's true. Yeah, I would think so. Um, yeah, both potty training and, and timeout, uh, they, both, they both come down to the consistency of the parent. Um, too many times we're trying to say, you know, my, my child does this or my child does this or my child does this. You know, none of those child children were, were born to tantrum. Um, I know they cry, but that's still, there's still a learned behavior there of what's going on in your household, what is the structure, and what is the setup, and, you know, and who is set up to succeed. Yeah. I always think about it. I used to think about it like, um, you know, it's like owning a pet. If you if you never take your dog for a walk or you never take your dog out or you never play with your dog, you don't end up with a very, you know, companion-filled relationship. Um, but people don't like to compare their children to pets. Yeah, um, yeah. So, then I, so then, you know, I changed the analogy to a car. You know, I know a lot of car guys. I'll never be a car guy. Uh -huh. But car guys, car guys take care of their cars. I watched them change the oil, rotate the tires, um, you know, fix stuff that I could never fix. And lo and behold, they have good running cars for a long time. Um, I don't change my oil enough. I don't know how to rotate tires. My cars do not last that long. Um, it's plain and simple. You put the work in anything yeah. and you get out what you put in. That's good. And unfortunately, you know, the, the, most, the most work you should be putting in is to your family and your children. Yeah. There's not always enough time in the day, but let's also not, you know, forget that we want to treat this like, you know, a real lifelong commitment and, you know, the biggest job you had, you were, you know, dad has wiped his hands of changing diapers, taking care of kids, playing yeah. with kids. Um, and then when rebellion comes, you know, at earlier and earlier, 9, 10, 11, um, you know, when it used to be 17, 18, it just keeps coming earlier and earlier. There's no one in their life to give that um dad perspective, a disciplined perspective. Um, mom's there to give, you know, the nurturing side of things. Dad is there to give, you know, the discipline and the, the hard work side of things. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say? 
my my basic thing, like like I said, is you know to treat this treat this like a job and, and, and run your house in a consistent manner. Um, what people forget is that, that children do strive on that structure. Um, I run my house a lot like a daycare. We get up every day and we uh, do the calendar. We say the pledge of allegiance. Um, we do worksheets. Uh, we have a time for stations where you know my children pick three things to play and they play with each thing for 20 minutes. I think it's important to learn those things. Um, yeah. And I think parent, parents who are struggling, uh, especially stay-at-home parents who are kind of, when you first start and you're thrown into that, you know, how am I gonna, how am I gonna get through this, you know, seven, eight, nine hours in this day? Yeah. Uh, don't forget that they want structure as much as you. Um, it's okay to turn the TV off and, and set some rules and boundaries and, and things you're gonna do together. Yeah, I mean, there's a, I mean, there's people that let their kids watch TV all the time, but they don't need all that TV time. They should be doing something else, learning something. Yeah, I, I love technology, but TV in abundance can 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 make a child, you know, very susceptible to hyperactive behavior. Um, I don't think it increases violence in children. Uh, I don't think there's, they, they've shown that enough, um, but it definitely affects the brain in a way that focus makes things difficult. And I think it's important for parents, like you said, for, you know, if they're thinking about timeout, you know, it doesn't have to be timeout. Usually if they're thinking about timeout, they're thinking about how can I control my household because it feels out of control. Um, and I think what they need is to have a target, you know, what is that target? You know, does your kid need to do homework? Do they need to shut the TV off? Uh, do they need chores? Uh, we, we don't, we don't give kids enough credit for what they're capable of. Um, especially, you know, as parents who want to protect them. But once you figure out what you're aiming for, you know, one goal at a time, you, you can figure it out. There's a million ways, you know, online and, you know, you can go to Pinterest and find a hundred pins on yeah. chores that kid, kids can do. Yeah. Um, but the thing is to pick one and be consistent. Uh, I've gotten in the habit of constantly verbally letting my kids know what's coming next. You know, if we're leaving in 10 minutes, they get a 10 minute warning, a five minute warning, a three minute warning, you know, sometimes a one minute warning. And sometimes that 10 minutes isn't a real 10 minutes, but a four year old doesn't know the difference. Yeah. At least a warning. And try not to be, you know, the victim of children. You're, you know, you're not the victim. You're, you're, you're still the parent. Even, even if you feel like it's out of control and your kids don't listen, it can, it can always be turned around. Yeah. And consistency is really the key. Um, that's where kids learn. That's where kids thrive. Yeah, and you know, uh, another another big thing that that I kind of push on on pixel parenting is that let's be honest. You know, with parents, with new parents, with old parents, with everybody, um, it's no, it's no joyride all the time. You know, um, my one-year-old boy has been sick this week. You know, 103 fever, laying on my lap all day. I, you know, I've, I've never been exhausted and not done anything <laughs> like um, this before. Yeah. And and um, you know, we oftentimes, you know, pretend to new parents that you know everything's going to be great now that this bundle of joy is here and everything's just going to going to flow and be that way, and that's. It's not the case. There's a lot of tough things that are going to happen. Um, you know, there's a frustration level with, with 
know, children and, and babies and lack of sleep that, that you're eventually going to hit in the first couple of weeks. And yeah. I love to be honest, honest with people and tell them, you know, give me a call. Let me know. You know, um, my wife has talked to, to so many moms that, you know, are just breaking down because that's what happened. It's so great to live in a time where we can be honest about it and talk about it. Yeah. There's also like the single dads and the new dads that are going through the same way as the as mom. So. Yeah, and a lot of them that have no idea what to do. I've never changed a diaper. You know, you get sent out of a you know hospital and they basically check your car seat and and, and you know showed you how to swaddle a few times and send you out of there. Yeah. You know, you get five miles away from the hospital, that baby's screaming, you don't know what to do. Yeah, mostly they also have um, classes that, you know, can you can learn how to change a diaper um, before you become a parent, so, or if you did babysitting for a couple of years, or, <laughs> or something like that. 